a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. It is gorgeous outside. Life is good. The U.S. women won today, advancing uh, to the next round. Uh, so that's a good thing. Should have everybody in good spirits. Gustavo is nodding his head from behind the glass. Double fist pump. Uh, very good. And so the next game for the United States women uh, is going to be a real test. Uh, they will play the host nation, France, in Paris on Friday at uh, 1 p.m. So you can listen to Inside Sources. Then you can turn on the game after that if you're good. So anyway, congratulations to the U.S. women's national team. Great hard-fought victory today. Really a tough, very physical battle today. Uh, but they kind of mustered and muscled their way along and uh, got to two penalty uh, goals and uh, on to the next round. So it, in the World Cup, when you get to this stage, it is all about survive and advance. This was not pretty. Uh, this was not 15-0 to zero. <laughs> uh, like the earlier rounds were for the U.S. women, uh, but really some uh, good grit uh, which will be a, a good test for them. So uh, congratulations to the U.S. women, and we'll keep our eye on that. Also, uh, Canada and uh, and Sweden. Sweden uh, is on uh, coming up here at 1 o'clock, so we'll keep our eye on the Women's World Cup. A lot of good stuff going on there. Yeah, it has been a fast and furious start to the week when it comes to news. A lot of things happening over the weekend, so a lot of that's getting dissected as we go through the day today. And so we want to break down a few of the things that uh, KSL and the Deseret News have been covering this morning uh, and give you just a little deeper dive on uh, some of those. So let's start a little bit of a uh, news roundup. If I if I had my Toy Story music, <laughs> I, I would go with Woody's roundup uh, <laughs> on this one uh, because there is just so much news out there. And Toy Story 4 uh, was the winner at the box office, as I understand, over the weekend. Uh, we should have called in Herb Scribner from the Deseret News. He uh, uh, he covered all of that for us. All right, so let's do a little bit of a, a news roundup, and let's start with Iran. Uh, that's uh, obviously a uh, area, a hot spot in the world right now. Uh, they shot down the drone. The president was uh, rattling the sabers a little bit. Uh, he cooled off a little bit and then ratcheted it back up. Uh, here's what the president had to say yesterday. Uh, as it relates to Iran. I'm not looking for war, and if there is, it'll be obliteration like you've never seen before. All right, so a uh, big threat there from the president. Uh, he has since uh, today, he has uh, announced new economic sanctions against Iran, and that is going to be his starting point for all of this, is that it's uh, we're going to start with the economic sanctions see what happens there, and continue to keep our eye on it. This is an interesting one because, again, if, if anything significant happens, Congress has to act. If there's going to be war declared, if there's going to be military action, uh, 
the uh, Congress is going to have to step in and engage there. And this is an area where both political parties, both sides of the aisle, have the House and the Senate have continued to abdicate their authority to the presidents of both parties. Uh, so the presidents are often saying, you know what? I'm not going to wait for Congress to act on this. I'm just going to do it unilaterally. I'll do it through executive order. And that's what we've seen here again today. Uh, and so whether you agree with the president or not on the on the sanctions and going the sanction route first, uh, the thing that I struggle with is, again, I don't care what political party you are in. We're not doing it the right way. And sometimes you can get away with it, and sometimes you can't. And the higher the stakes, the greater the pressure the more we need those controls, those checks and balances, process matters in this country. The founders saw that, they understood that, and we need to get back to that on a host of things, not just Iran. We'll talk about uh, immigration coming up here in the second segment, so don't go anywhere. Uh, but all of this really does matter, and it's it's a little bit like the U.S. women's team. You can get away with stuff when there's no pressure on, but when the pressure is great, that's usually when mistakes are made. And that is usually when leadership mistakes are made. And we're going to talk about uh, Mayor uh, Pete here in just a minute and some of the leadership mistakes that uh, he ran into, a little bit of a buzzsaw over the weekend. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, let's throw in a, a few other things from the weekend. Uh, one, you've got uh, Bernie Sanders and a $1.6 trillion bailout of anyone with a student loan. And uh, again, that that always sounds nice in a Democratic primary in the spring. Uh, I don't see that going anywhere in the fall. Uh, so that's a, a little bit of a, a challenge there for Bernie. But again, it will probably get him some headlines today. And it might even give him a little bit of momentum going into Wednesday and Thursday. Remember, Wednesday and Thursday, we have the first two Democratic debates take place. Um, and uh, those are split, 10 candidates on each stage. There's only 20 out of the 23, and me. Remember, there's still me in this. I, I think I should run for the Democratic nomination, 23 and me. Uh, so 10 on the first night, 10 on the second night. The second night is a little more weighted. You've got uh, former Vice President Biden. Uh, you've got uh, Bernie Sanders on that stage. Uh, so that one's going to be a little bit more of a, of a hard hitter, kind of the uh, the big kids table, so to speak. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, you also had Beto O'Rourke today making some news uh, with a war tax. Uh, didn't quite describe how he's going to pull that off, but uh, he's been talking about uh, some sort of contraption where he can gather some uh, funds uh, to uh, fund some of the veterans programs. So we'll we'll see what happens there. And uh, again, one of the interesting things I think we've got to keep our, our eye on uh, is how how does all of this ratchet up as we get into these debates? Uh, I re reminded, uh, if you were listening earlier during the uh, David Dejanovic show, wow, that's a tongue twister on a Monday. <laughs> uh, we, we talked a little bit about uh, Mayor Pete and the challenges going on there uh, in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, problem uh, with the uh, police department there, uh, minority relations. You had a uh, uh, an officer-involved shooting and that the, the mayor has really botched this one. And it's the first real test for Mayor Pete. And I guarantee you he is going to get hammered with this thing uh, right through this first debate. Uh, because the other 22 candidates uh, see Mayor Pete as a charismatic, young, next generation kind of leader. And they're going to try to take him out right now. 
uh, because they know the longer he stays in the race, uh, the harder it's going to be to get him <clears throat> excuse me, to exit. So they're going to do a full court press on Mayor Pete. Uh, I think he has completely bungled and, and botched uh, the communication strategy. Uh, often it's not what happens that's the problem. It's how you communicate what happened and what you are going to do next. And with Mayor Pete, he has retreated. Uh, he's functioning from a position of weakness, not a position of strength. And that's very evident. Uh, he announced today that he's going to take a few days off of the campaign trail. Uh, and I don't have so much a problem with that other than he is leaving, leaving this huge void uh, and creating this big vacuum that his competitors are going to fill with he's not ready, uh, mayors aren't aren't strong enough, don't have the experience to deal with real complex, hard problems. Uh, and this is why Mayor Pete can't be the nominee. He can't beat Trump. He can't deal. And that's going to be the narrative. And if Mayor Pete retreats, uh, that will continue to be the narrative right through the first debate. And again, when I say the first debate, that's Wednesday and Thursday night, both nights. Uh, he will get hit with this. Uh, if I were advising Mayor Pete, I would get him right back out there. Function from a position of strength. Acknowledge what went wrong. Acknowledge where the holes are. Call for a special investigation into what happened. And then get on message. Uh, to me, the strategy is really this. We have problems like this in small towns all across the America today. As a mayor, I know what it takes to solve these kinds of problems, and I'm going to do just that for all of our police departments, all of our relationships uh, in small towns across America, and, and turn it into a positive conversation. And he should go across America where they have had race problems in small towns and lead that discussion. But sadly, what often happens, the consulting class tells you to play it safe. They tell you to back off uh, and to just keep safe. Just put your head down, pretend nothing happened, and hopefully things go away because people will get distracted. Uh, it will stay. This one will stick on Mayor Pete if he doesn't uh, deal with it because he is a mayor. He's not a governor. He's not a senator. Uh, doesn't have that big national play yet. And so he, he's got to recover and he's got to shift gears on this one a little bit. So we'll continue to watch Mayor Pete, see what happens on that front. Um, let's hit one more thing before we go to break. We picked off the uh, the sanctions there. Uh, Mayor Pete, I do want to hit one other thing. I, I talked about this earlier in the day as well, and that is the polling right now just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Remember, four years ago this week, four years ago this week, President Donald Trump, then candidate Donald Trump, was polling in the Republican primary at 1%. Jeb Bush, who bowed out about 60 days later, was leading the field. He looked very much like Joe Biden. He was cruising along at 23, 24%. Marco Rubio was kind of the up-and-comer. He was at 17%. Uh, Scott Walker, a great, smart fighter out of Wisconsin, was uh, right there neck and neck, 16 17%. And, of course, all of that just imploded as they got into real debates and uh, started to, to ratchet things forward. So uh, if you're if you're on the Democratic side, and we're going to try to get uh, one of my good friends, uh, uh, Robin Byro, uh, who you often see on Fox and CNN, great Democratic strategist. We're going to try to get him on Wednesday this week uh, to brief us a little bit on the upcoming uh, debate Wednesday and Thursday. All right. When we come back, 
Uh, I want to do a deep dive on what's happening at the border, what the president has declared, what the sanctuary cities are saying, and what we all need to be thinking about. So don't go anywhere. Stay here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. We'll be right back.